Welcome to the Hustle Class Podcast. We have a quick disclaimer. All material presented within Hustle Class LLC is not investment advice, but for educational purposes only. Trading involves risk and you are solely responsible for your investment decisions and assume the entire risk of any trading you choose to undertake. Owners of Hustle Class LLC and its representatives are not registered as security broker dealers or investment advisors, either with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority. Please utilize a registered investment or financial advisor to make any financial decisions. If you choose to invest without seeking advice from such an advisor or entity, then any consequences resulting from your investments are your sole responsibility. By utilizing Hustle Class LLC in our content, you are indicating your consent and agreement to our disclaimer. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Hustle Class Podcast. We are back and we are better. We are locked and we are loaded. It is your boy, Jermaine. I am the host of Hustle Class Podcast. You know, keeping it realer than real. And we're going to get into why it's been a while. But first and foremost, let's get into um, our lyrics, right, for the song that we really like and that, you know, is going to keep us motivated because it's part of the Hustle playlist, right? So... The song that we are going to be talking about today is 95 South by J. Cole. Now, you know, I keep my hustle playlist on rotation and on shuffle, so there might be points in the podcast where I reiterate some songs that have already been, you know, talked about, but I literally just put shuffle on the playlist, and that's how I come up with the song that we're going to be talking about and the song that we're going to reference. So, you know, if if, if it repeats and you've heard it a week before, just take it as, you know, um, the fact that it's recurring might make it very valid and very important. Or, you know what I'm saying, you might have forgotten it from another episode, so it might be a quick reminder, right? So, it's a really small bar from this song, right? J. Cole literally says, you know, if I'm betting on myself, then I completely double down. You know what I'm saying? If I'm betting on myself, then I completely double down. <clears throat> a lot of times, right, when people try to bet on themselves or try to, you know, basically put their best foot forward and whatever they're trying to do for themselves it can usually be you know a half-assed effort it might not be a hundred percent you know going in a lot of people do one foot one, one foot in one foot out um you know what i would say is a, is a good reference is you know um trying to just do things in a quick way so are you putting your best foot forward if you try to rush the process probably not i don't think that's you completely doubling down are you doing your best if you're um, indecisive and uncertain, but you still like go ahead? Like and you, like I said, you you don't really have your heart in it, your passion in it. You just kind of do it. No, when you're betting on yourself, you completely double down. That means you really, you really try to embrace that confidence that comes with, you know, putting your best foot forward and really just going all in. You know, like I said, going all in doesn't mean trying to rush things, trying to do things fast. Going all in means being really deliberate in what you do taking the time to, you know, execute and making sure that that patience is there because when you completely double down, you're not really worried about the result. You're doing, you're, you're putting in the work. You're making sure the experience is there. You know, it's, it's about the journey and not about the destination when you completely double down. You know what I'm saying? So you really, really honker in and, you know, you put in that work. And if you're going to bet on yourself, come on, you got you to gotta put it all on the table. You got to leave it all on the floor. Betting on yourself is like Michael Jordan in, you know, in a finals game in the fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? It's like LeBron James facing elimination. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like that's what it is to completely double down. You really leave it all out on the floor, right? So I wanted to bless us with that before we even started, got started. 
like I said, this is the Hustle Class Podcast. I'm your host, Jermaine. And yeah, we've been MIA for a while. I think it's been about a month since our last episode, but a lot has happened in a month. Um, you know, I've had um, I've had some big conversations with some big people, um, a lot of networking. I traveled, um, you know, so let's start with the beginning. So the first thing that happened was um, I had traveled um, to Houston for the Forever Slow Stroking event. Now, Forever Slow Stroking is is an amazing podcast. I mean, week in, week out. I mean, great content. You get your you get your money's worth and you're not paying for nothing. Right. So that's beautiful. But you really get your money's worth with that podcast. A lot of financial talk, a lot of, you know, uh, motivational talk, a lot of stock talk. You know what I'm saying? So that is a great podcast to listen to, Forever Slow Stroking. And I am a part of that group, right? Because, um, you know, I work with Forever Slow Stroking CEO um, hand in hand. And we, you know, we, we talk about money and we talk about, you know, stacking up and how we're going to make, you know, big boss moves. And, you know, he, he had invited me you know, to go with him to Houston in order to engage in a financial conference that, you know, the Forever Slow Stroking Group was hosting, right? And so I went there to go and discuss um, 401ks and, um, you know, retirement plans and just, you know, the the impact of having a 401k and ways to utilize and sort of finesse your 401k to get the most out of it or to really, you know, use the the benefits to to their to your advantage because what a lot of people fail to realize is these programs that come up um are usually for the benefit of the investor and those with the investor mindset and if you have that mindset you can find a way to really level up and boss up in that fashion i mean i talk about strategies and ways for you to utilize your 401k in real estate and for you to, you know, hit a $6 million, have a $6 million 401k and ways for you to, you know, get your employer to basically invest money into you. So, you know, when you put up 300, 3 million, your employer puts up 3 million. Like I, I was giving really, really interesting strategies and really interesting concepts, you know, even how 401ks can protect your money from like creditors or like from for tax purposes. I was just giving all types of game in Houston. And I also, it's my first time that far south, um, besides New Orleans. And it was just a great atmosphere. I mean, I met a lot of great people, had a lot of great experiences. I mean, saw a lot of great things. I mean, it was just a, a great place to be in the summertime. And I would definitely be going to Houston again. Um, but I was in Houston, um, you know, for, for a while, for like a weekend, um, you know, like a Thursday to a Sunday. And as soon as I got back from Houston, I was in Virginia, um, you know, just chopping it up with my with my man's my old friend. He is a he is a hustler. He is a grinder. You know, I'm not going, you know, I'm not going to name him. One day he might tell me he wants me to name him, but he, he is a true hustler. I mean, I'm talking, you know, work, working multiple jobs, right? Working multiple, like, jobs, like legitimate jobs, like, you know, nine to five type shit. Like, he's working multiple jobs. And he's also hustling on the DoorDash and the, and the Uber Eats. And he's also hustling on other side hustles. And he's also thinking about, okay, what can we do with it? Like, let's make these real estate plays. Let's do these other moves. Let's make these investments. Like, true hustler. And so I stayed with him for a week. And we was just cooking up ideas, coming up with creative strategies on how we're going to, you know, really be bosses out here. And that was a great, a great time spent with my mans. You know what I'm saying? So that was, that was fantastic. And so I, I spent time with him. You know what I'm saying? And we had already planned a trip for Tampa. 
you know what I'm saying, to go and check out some real estate. So we was already like, you know, let's let's sit down and cook up before we even go there. So cool, I sat down with my mans, we chopped it up. He actually helped, took me to my first baseball game, you know what I'm saying? We went and watched the Nationals game in D.C. That was super solid. I was like, man, these baseball games like look beautiful, like the pitch. Like, the atmosphere is just a beautiful place to be. I'll definitely be going to more baseball games. And you know what I'm saying? My love for baseball came from some parlays hitting. Those of you who know what parlays are, yeah, the parlays were hitting. And so I started, you know, really getting into the game of baseball. You know what I'm saying? So I, I like baseball. It's a cool game um, It for, statistically, right? Because I'm about the numbers. I'm about the money. So baseball is a great game statistically. Like, you can really play money ball with, you know, the parlays. Um, so, yeah. So I hung out with him for a week. After that, um, you know, I literally went from his place straight to um, Atlanta. And so I went to Atlanta to, you know, see, you know, um, a cousin. Went out there. Great atmosphere, great vibe. Once again, I'm back in the South. Like, I was in Houston. I love the South in the summertime. It was great. I love I love heat. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, you know, um, my, my origin is West Coast Africa. So, you know, I really, I'm really into heat. You know, so it doesn't, doesn't bother me at all. I really like it, so... I was out there in Atlanta having a ball, you know, understanding the city, moving from place to place, kind of seeing how things how things flow and things move from a daytime move perspective as well as a nighttime perspective. I was getting a lot of that game in Atlanta. And then I stayed an extra week, you know, my sweetheart came through and we, you know, we had our, our little vacation, vacation over there. I was in grad school, so you know what I'm saying? I was still having to get some work done. So it is what it is, you know, but um, at the end of the day, I had a great time in Atlanta. Also, I kept, you know, I kept my eyes peeled because in Atlanta, right, so in, in Houston, I kind of saw, um, I kind of saw a lot that I felt like, okay, this is a, this is how you can throw an event. Because one thing I do when I go to these cities is I go to spots, right? Now, I'm a DMV dude, right? So I see that the DMV is really great. There's a lot that we offer, but you go to these other places that you can see more that could be offered. So I'm in Houston. I'm like, hmm, this is a great concept for event spaces in D.C., and as I go to Houston, the same thing happens while I'm at a block party and I'm at, you know, different venues. And I'm like, yo, this is a great way for D.C. or Maryland or Virginia to, like, you know, change their event spaces or have events like these where, you know, we can actually get a lot of these young uh, entrepreneurs, professionals, hustlers, whatever you may call it, and get them in these spaces where they could really, you know, interact and mingle and whatnot. Because, you know, one thing about D.C. we all know is everybody be going to the clubs and stuff just just to look pretty. But when I was in the South, people really going to just really have a good time. Like, I had a lot of interactions with people I never met before, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people were very open and very conversational and all that type of stuff in the South. And I feel like part of it is the Southern hospitality, but another part of it is the atmosphere, right? So... That's something to think about. You know, I got back from Atlanta, and when I got back from Atlanta, I was supposed to go to Tampa to go and start, you know, cooking more with my with my with my CEO friends, right? And um, you know, I wasn't able to go to Tampa. Flight got canceled, so you know what I'm saying. Inside, instead of taking another trip elsewhere, I say, you know what? I've been away from home for a while. Um, let me come and just stay put. And you know, I stayed put, and you know. Thanks to God, because it was it was one of the busiest work weeks I've ever had. Um, you know, what I'm saying things again, you know, a little a little hectic at work. I've been working from home for a long time, but, you know, it's time for me to go back in person. So, you know, that's that's always going to be a headache. Um, <laughs> but, you know, what I'm saying we, we, we're about to get it popping. I'm going to go back in person. It is what it is. And we're going to make a shake. Um, but yeah, so. 
And then at the end of me, you know, my, my busy work week is this podcast. So I'm finally back. Um, I've been doing a lot all around. Um, part of the reason why I could never sit down and just record is because I didn't, I was moving so fast. It would have been, it would have been disrespectful for me to sit down and record with no content. I would have just been here talking, talking nonsense, right? Because I was really just absorbing. And that's another reason why um, for now I'm going to make the podcast monthly because I feel like I can get, I can give a lot more value to you, the audience, by just absorbing more and coming back and relaying that information. So I would say it's it could potentially be longer episodes since I might have more to say. Um, not that long because I understand that people have stuff to do, right? But I feel like it could be longer episodes and um, it's going to be once a month. But there should be more value there because um, I'm going to be coming with more to the table. You know, four weeks of four weeks of knowledge, four weeks of experiences, four weeks of uh, game and hustle. And I could come back and relay that information and, you know, give it to the audience. So I'm sorry that most of the podcast today has been me telling you about where I've been. But I know a lot of you are hustlers. You do need breaks. You need to travel. Um, you need to see the world. You need to experience different things. So I talked about uh, Atlanta and Houston. And if you want me to actually dive into the be- the best things to do in those places on the next episode, I'll I'll surely do that. Just send me an email. Um, you know what I'm saying? And I'll, and I'll do that. Or I'll just do that anyway. Just like I'll just talk about some, some cool places in each spot that I went to that I really enjoyed. And then I'll give that to y'all so y'all can make that happen. And, um, you know, yeah, that'll I'll, I'll just put that out there um, for people so that you can, you know, check that out whenever you go there because at the end of the day this podcast is whatever we make it like we we choose what what the content looks like so you know the powers in the people's hands absolutely um yeah so you know once a month this podcast is going to be recorded it was once a week and i did well i was doing it every single week for about six for about six months you know that's that's solid that's commendable um a six month run but i realized okay like i i had a lot to give frequently but now things are slowing down in the world. Now I can absorb more. Now I'm actually having to go back to work. So, you know what I'm saying? I need to take several steps back, um, not only for my health, but for content purposes. I want to give you the best content that I could give you. So now that we've talked about all of that, um, you know, we're going to talk today about lifestyle inflation just a little bit. I know we've talked a little like a lot already, um, but, you know, we're going to talk about something called lifestyle inflation. Now. For lifestyle inflation, right, something to consider is that, you know, when we increase our capital, a lot of us increase our lifestyle. So when a lot of people say, oh, inflation is hitting, inflation is hitting, yes, things are getting more expensive because of, you know, with COVID, supply chain issues, as well as just the general cost of materials and goods just going up because that's how things move in the world. Things get more expensive over time. But do you get more expensive over time? You know what I'm saying? Like, you get that new job, you get a new whip. You get that new job, instead of you going to a Gap, you're going to Armani Exchange. <laughs> I'm talking about myself because I got an Armani shirt. Um, you know, or, you know, even if a level up, you get a promotion. Now you move from Armani Exchange to Neiman Marcus. It's just like the lifestyle inflation for some people just be crazy. You know what I'm saying? And if you got it, you got it. If you can afford it, you can afford it. But don't forget that every time you level up from a financial perspective, if you level up your expenses, you're not really progressing in the way and shape and form that you might think, right? Because what what, what was going to be more money for you to invest or more money in your pockets is turning into more money that you're spending 
on somebody else's family, right? Somebody put it a good way. Every time you you spend money um, on things that you like or things that you might want, you're putting money into somebody else's family's pockets and not yours, right? Literally, because if we think about it, right, on the grand scheme of things, we're all going to have, a lot of us are going to potentially have descendants and kids or nephews and nieces and things like that. And we want to see them, you know, live and see them be good. And a lot of our hustle and grind is for, is for us and for the fruits that are going to come from us and the people we love, right? Now, imagine if there was somebody who would always chip in to pay for that kid's stuff. That's amazing. But that is what we do for other people's families, right? Let's use an example. Like I said, Armani Exchange. Don't know the owners, don't know anything about them, but you know what I'm saying? It, the, the more you purchase from them, the more you're putting money to f- you're putting money up to feed their kids. But how much money are you putting up to feed your kids, right? And that's going to be your savings, your 401k, your stock portfolio, your real estate. That that's the money that you're going to that's how you're going to start it. And even if you have your own business, putting that money back into your own business is going to be is going to be growing that so one day somebody else could put money in that to feed your kids right so you know what i'm saying it's about thinking about things a different way so with lifestyle inflation that's inflation of you just wanting to live a more lavish life like you get an extra four four percent increase in pay nice to spending an extra four percent of your money like your budget doesn't stay the same your budget now increases by four percent like that in that in that fashion, you'll probably you'll probably be a little stagnant. You'll probably won't progress or compound that fast. Right. When we look at stocks. Right. We like to we we like to talk about this thing called compound interest where, oh, I invested. And like because I invested the um, the profits or the interest just keeps compounding and piling up. You know, kind of like the same way when people take out loans and they have to pay so much more money back than they put in. They're like, why? Because the imp interest compounds every little increment of three percent three percent two percent two percent it it doubles and triples because of the 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 growth that that small percentage actually has on its own you know what i'm saying if i if i save two percent a year and i invest that that two percent that i saved might yield five so i actually just saved seven because i saved two and then i yielded five now it's seven and that seven that i yielded this year might yield another five next year that's 12 now i just turned two percent into 12 percent in a year and a half you know what i'm saying that's the power of compounding but if we take that same amount of money and we don't compound it and we invest it into somebody else's family we're compounding for them but we're not compounding for ourselves right so we have to make sure that we're thinking about this critically like i said if you have the bread, if you want to enjoy life, if you need something to keep you pushing, to keep you motivated, keep you looking fresh, fly, doing whatever, you got to do what you got to do. But by all means, you have to consider all factors, right? You can't just do it blindly. A lot of people do it blindly like, oh, I got a raise. I can afford this now. You can afford this, but it's still costing you a lot. Like it's still costing you the freedom that you want, the future that you want. It's still a cost because... If I'm if I go from a hundred if I spend twenty k and I make eighty k and I go up to ninety k and not spend thirty k I'm still only netting that fifty and if I just continue to net that fifty I'm missing out on that fifty that I'm netting turning into sixty turning into seventy like oh now I'm really making more like I'm saving more I'm keeping more I'm investing more my futures my freedom and my future of freedom is coming to me faster you're not gonna speed up the process to your future and to your freedom by inflating your lifestyle too heavily because there's a natural inflation rate you can have a natural inflation rate of your lifestyle 
If every year you get a 5% raise, you can say, well, I'm inflating my lifestyle by 1%, by 2%, so that you're still always growing, but you're also, you know, enjoying life in the moment. But a lot of people like to live in the moment too much. We've talked about this before where a lot of people, you know, in, in an era, you know, where instant gratification is at an all-time high and things at your fingertips, people can tend to, you know what I'm saying, they can tend to want things when they want them. But, you know, it's all about the long game. You know, Nipsey also said stack now and ball later. And I live by that. Stack now, ball later. So that's just a little bit about inflation lifestyle. Inflation of lifestyle, right? Um, and so, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Take that as you will. Um, uh, I'm interested to see where we'll take this a month from now. But, you know, if you have any questions, as always, you can always reach out. And I'll make sure that I have a nice a nice set of content to give to y'all. Um, and, you know, I know we're going to go from, like, 36 episodes in the first six months of the year to, like, you know, one episode a month. So, like, six episodes for the whole year. But I'm hoping that I can jam-pack the content in a way where, you know, I'll be able to give a lot of information, a lot of valuable information. And you guys will have that. And you guys can maintain that. Um, you know, if anything should change, we'll, we'll speed up the process of the podcast. But I feel like right for now, I think we're good at that monthly schedule. Um, it's been real. Um, I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Share it with a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, we outside. All right, y'all. Bye.